welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One's good looking, the other one's Tom. Why you gotta say that? <laughs> what do you mean? Why you gotta introduce the show like that? Because the name of the podcast is Dadtastic. I've been in the industry for 20 plus years. You're just a newly newborn in this industry. And, that, that's fair. And so, you know, first you gotta tell them the name, you gotta give them a show description, and then you get into the meat of it. And so that's what I did. The show's dadtastic. It's about two dads. One's good looking. The other one's Tom. I think I have a better body than you do, and I don't work out, and you do. Okay, that brings me to my first point of conversation today. I'm tired of you calling my pecs boobs. What's the problem with that? Because they're pecs, pectorials. You're an older man, and with age, sag occurs. They're they're, They're sagging. That's all. They're sagging pectorials. Do you have a quarter? I don't. I Because you can bounce a quarter off my chest. What's that? Yeah. Mean? It's firm? I don't Yeah, they're so. firm. It's tight. These are pectorials. I spend a lot of time in the gym to sculpt and cultivate these bad boys. Yeah, and it's not working, so you better <laughs> change the workout regime. I am 18 years your senior. Yes. I want to see what you look like when you're 46. I guarantee you I'll look better. You'll look like a run-down, broken-down, graffitied wall. I disagree. Wow. With all your tattoos. Okay, granted, I, yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, they, might, they might be blurred at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, there's a difference. I mean, how often do you spend in the gym? Because out of the both of us, you're a collegiate athlete. You actually went and tried out for the New York Jets. Yeah, but that was in my first life. I'm well past that phase. When's the last time you broke a sweat? Uh, I actually went on a run earlier this week. How far? It must have been about five mile. Ooh. What's your average pace per mile? Slow. In fact, I had to walk a lot of it. But a lot of hills. Uh Uh-huh. Hills are hard. You live in a rich neighborhood. I I wouldn't say rich, but it's Uh hilly-ish. There's like a bike trail, and bike trails are never flat. No. Otherwise, no bikers would go on the trail. Hey, do you want to go ride the flat trail? Yeah, nobody wants to do that. No, we want some hills. We want some scenery. Yeah, you want to go uphill so that you can go downhill. Anyway, yeah, no, I, it was hard. I walked a lot of it. and uh, It took it, me an hour. And you broke a sweat. Now, did you feel good? I, I felt really good after. And it reminded me of when I was playing football and I was actually in, in half-decent shape. My shoulders were broad. My biceps were, 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 were pretty good, I thought. And... Um, It brought me back to that time. But I hate the pain and misery that you suffer during. It sucks. My brother said going to the gym is like going to church. Nobody wants to, but you're always happy you did. Really? Okay. I I don't hate that. My my father-in-law, my father and mother-in-law, my in-laws, they're churchgoers. Uh Uh-huh. And and my father-in-law in particular claims that... He really actually enjoys going to church. I think some people really honestly do. And and I think it's for the social aspect. I think social, mental, spiritual, whatever you get out of it, I think if, if it's working for you, go for it. But I want to get back to the gym and working out because I think you get those endorphins and you get them going and it makes you feel good. And you think about all the things that we're going through right now with the COVID. You just had a baby. And you know prior to that, you were probably locked in your house and just trying to to nest and make sure everything's going to be ready when Bubbles got here. And so is your wife back out working out? Yes. And uh, do you, you know, they say the couple that works out together stays together. Uh, do they? They uh, say that? I don't know. I've heard it. It's like eat a Mars bar, eat a Mars bar a day to keep the doctor away. I've never heard that. Really? Yeah. Do they, they, anyway. They still make Mars bars. I was going to ask, do they? Yeah. I What's a Mars bar? Ooh, it's good. You haven't had a Mars it's bar? It's chocolate. I have no it's idea what you're car- talking about. I think it's chocolate. <laughs> Did you nearly say carrots? Caramel. Oh, 
I, I could, would have tried a candy bar with some carrots in it. Chocolate cake, cake, really good. Yeah, right? <sighs> but it's all about the frosting. I disagree. So, okay. So, uh, when I eat a cake, mm-hmm. I'm all about the inside. The foamy... Cake. If you're eating a foamy cake, you're eating a bad cake. <laughs> well, bro. isn't it like soap foam? <laughs> you know the bubbles that are inside of the cake. The air pockets. Air pockets. Yeah, that's my bread and butter. That's, that's my your jam. jam. I got it. Oh. I can't wait to hear your cooking tip next week. Yeah. No, you're up next week, Josh. Oh. I'm up the week after. I've got the cooking tip this week, and this one will never fail you. Oh, I hope so. Never fail you. I hope so. So what I'm saying is the endorphins. That's what I really like. And, you know, I really like going to the gym because that's an hour and a half that I get inside my head and I start to figure out my day. And I just kind of do a self-check with myself going, okay, this is what we're doing. And then uh, we kind of go along and we break a sweat and we feel good and the pecs are growing. Uh, Well, the wrong way. They're going down (laughs) and not out. But um, I think most dads – Stereo. If I'm if I'm stereotyping, I think most dads should work out more, and I'm included. Well, because I think as the older we get, our testosterone levels drop, and that's a way to keep them going but is th- through the gym. There's also not not enough hours in the day for we, some people. For some people, well, not can, for me. I'm I, just lazy. I can tell you this: we all got the same 24 hours a day. It's just what we choose to do with them. This is true. So you, but you do it early in the morning. I'm at the gym by six o'clock. I spend an hour and a half in the day, six days a week. And that's kind of, to be go back to the church, that's kind of my church. Right, okay. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's what I do. But I think, you know, my joke is I drive a mom's car and got a dad bod. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to be Conor McGregor fit. And I think there's a lot of guys out there. But, I mean, I've got love handles. I mean, they're big. Is that a, is that a good thing, would you say? I, I guess it. I don't think that's a good thing. No. You don't want love handles. No. But my son, who's eight, he's got love handles. But that's okay. That's fine. But I'm the oldest of five siblings, and the youngest boy, Max, is, well, he's like 18, 19 now. But when he was around your son's age, he was quite a chubby kid. He, in fact, he, but he shot up all of a sudden at like 12, 13, and now he's skin and bones, pretty lean, runs far. Which brings me to my first point. Okay. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm, uh, I'm helping out Davis High School, home of the darts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of just teaching the the kids that want to show up, punting and kicking and kicking off specialists. And I showed up this morning, and at 7 to 8, every Tuesday, Thursday, and there was a kid that must have been about the age of 9 running laps around the track. And his mother was standing on the side of the track with the stopwatch. And I go to the kids that I'm coaching, you know, I go, is that mum really screaming at her nine-year-old to continue? I mean, it got to a point where he came round the turn, down the home stretch, and wanted some water. And the mum wouldn't give the nine-year-old water. And he was thirsty. Like, he looked parched and in need of water. Mm -hmm. And he was... I I don't feel right in saying this, but he, he, he had love handles. Yeah. He, was a, he was a bigger kid. Now, he wasn't massive. He was running laps so he could run. And he must have, while I was there, over the 20 minutes that I, that I saw it, and I, I don't know, he was there running when I arrived, so I don't know how long he was running, but he was running at a decent speed. Four times around is a mile. Okay, so he probably did, if I were to guess, like three miles. And this mum, by the way, the mum's not in great shape. Right. Yeah, the mum's got, you know big quads and could probably do with some running herself 
And she's standing there screaming. That, to me, case, wrong. So what did you do? Nothing. Just talked about it on the podcast? I just thought, you know what? We need to talk about this on the podcast, yeah. I would, but it's not my place to go over to the mom and say, what are you doing? Is what? it? Well, I, I, I wouldn't see nothing wrong with it. Hey, I would strike up a conversation. If it was me, I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Is he practicing for something? Are you disciplined? I mean, what, what's going on? And maybe I could distract the mom so the son could walk a little bit. Or I would be, I'm so bold as I'd go like, hey, do you want some water? Here we got some, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not confrontational that way. So here's what was really weird, too, was when I was walking um, in the gates, walking towards the sideline where, where the kids I'm coaching were hanging out, warming up, she kept looking back at me, you know, and I thought at first, oh, it's just another kid who is showing up to, to coach and he's a few weeks late and whatever. I said, oh, this is great. But I think what she was doing, Case, was she was, she, I think she knew what she was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And she was nervous that maybe I was coming over to talk to her about it. I, I, don't, I don't know. It could be your mustache. At a high school? Yeah. I yeah, mean, I think that's a good look. Mm. When you're 28, you got that dirty mustache. You're is hang- it, is, uh, dirty? Dirty. Really? We're dirty, going with dirty? Dirty mustache. You're hanging out at a high school. I mean, the only way it could get worse if he pulled up in a white van. I mean, I... I do drive a mom's car with the dad Bob. <laughs> that's that's my line. Sorry. So I, you know, I that's that's a tough thing because as a parent, and you'll get into this, you know, you you don't want somebody coming telling you how to parent. But, right. But I think it's okay to ask people what they're doing to have them describe it, and she can either tell you to get bent, or maybe she go, "Hey, this is the deal." That's the thing is we don't know what was going on. But does it make it right? I don't know, because I, I, don't, I don't know the situation. You think context does matter? I, I think context doesn't matter, personally. And I don't think, I don't care what the kid did. I don't think it warrants running however many miles with my mum sh- shouting at me, not giving me water at 7 a.m., 6.30 a.m., however early they say. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, but just with my news background, I'd like to hear both sides of the story before I make a call. I you, mean, you act like you were this big news reporter. You didn't report on news. I reported on two things: on the slide that happened in North Salt Lake, and then I forget the other one. <laughs> my point exactly: you didn't report on news. I know, but I did go to school for it. Would you study journalism? Oh, yeah, but you didn't finish. I know, but I you, I didn't, mean, hey, I, you didn't graduate. I still got most of it. I got the gist of it. Yeah, but you didn't get the certificate. I'm Imagine just, if you were an intern and you're like, ah, I didn't get it. I didn't study, but I kind of get it. Yeah, I, I'm just baffled you got a job. Especially back then, you <laughs> know, in the 60s. two of us. It wasn't in the 60s. It was the late 90s. Oh, oh, that's right, when I was born. You were born in the early 90s, yeah. 1992. All right, let's move on because Wait, I've got why a- don't why don't people pay attention to diet? People well, spend all this time in the gym, like, it with bad eating habits well that's what they'll tell you they'll tell you that abs are made in the kitchen they're not made in the gym i'll tell you one thing i have a six-pack but i never do ab workouts do you have a six-pack yeah can we see it can we uh, we don't have a camera on you wow that's pretty good it's better than us we just did photo shoot for this podcast and you took your shirt off i didn't take well okay it didn't look anything like that no and you're younger than him yeah how's that make you feel fine are you sure? I look better than you. No, you don't. That's all I really care about. So my whole thing, and this is whenever, when, when everyone goes, why don't you go to the gym, Tom? Go to the gym. Get, I'm like, no, I just want to eat better. 
Well, yeah, but you've, yeah, set but you up, pasta. you've set yourself up to fail at this point. You know, in the fraternity, they said if you plan to fail, you fail to plan. In the fraternity? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is, and I don't really care. People talk about fraternities all the time. You pay to have friends is what it sounds like. Huh. I'd pay to have some friends right about now. Yeah. Really? I'd pay to be anywhere Josh, right now. Josh, where are your friends? I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I'd pay to not have you guys as but you, friends. But you sit there. You, I heard that. Son? Uh, come on. <laughs> you act like that just didn't happen. Nah, I'm old. I can let a lot of stuff go. You're young. You, you, you want to change the world. And I think that's great. And one I admire ma- you. One mustache at a time. Yeah, that's right. But I think you're right. But you sit there and speak out of both sides of your mouth. You go, I don't want to go to the gym. I want to eat healthy. But I follow you on Instagram and everything you make is pasta. But pasta's not unhealthy. Yeah, pasta's it is. very unhealthy. What are you talking about? Italians eat pasta all the time. They smoke a ton, cigarettes at that, and they live pretty well. In fact, I think the um, there's an island just off the coast of Italy, yeah. and it's the happiest island, happiest place in the world. They say. What's the island? I uh, couldn't tell you. Happiness and diet usually don't correlate with each oh, other. See, I would disagree. I think if you're eating well, you're happier. You don't see many people that eat poorly that are happy. Do you? Well, I mean, uh, people people who are struggling with obesity might seem happy. Ah, but you'd know deep down they're not happy. Every time they chomp into that cheeseburger, they know they shouldn't be chomping into it. Ooh, I'm going to stay away from this topic. Why? Well, because, you know what, because I've been obese. I've been You've skinny. Been then you should, you should throw well, in your I, I can tell you right now, right now, I'm healthier at 46 than I was at 36. I feel better. I mean, I'm substance-free. My mind's clear. I feel like I can go do anything with my kids, and I'm happy. But sometimes biting into that cheeseburger is a great, great feeling. I know. But, but it's all things in moderation, including moderation, I think. I think sometimes you got to let yourself go and have some pasta. But if you're making pasta for every meal, you're not making good decisions. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not making pasta for every meal, but I am eating a lot of pasta. I bought a pasta maker. I make my own pasta. So yeah. I know what's going into the pasta. It's eggs and flour. Yeah, and the eggs How are How bad old. can it be? Well, I have the flowers probably I mean, what's bad. like your fruit and veggie intake like? Uh, try to eat one piece of fruit a day. What does that mean? Like an apple? Banana, apple, peach, I don't even whatever's think that's in season. recommended, like... Daily allowance. Daily I think, allowance. Yeah. What, what, I should be eating more? Yeah, I, I think I so. I guarantee you I eat more fruit and veg than the average person. Guarantee you. Most people don't eat one a day. Where are you getting your facts? Yeah, this is America. This is Have you walked around the streets? <laughs> I, I, I think you've... A bunch of pasta lovers. Around yeah, here. I don't think you realize what we want to do with this podcast. We want people to like us. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Keep eating your pasta. Yeah, keep eating... You know, do you. You want to know what? We should have... We should have a bad recipe of the day and a great recipe of the day. I like it. So like a Western bacon cheeseburger. Ooh, with onion rings and bacon. A little barbecue sauce. You like onion rings or fries? More. It just depends. Ah, see, I'm the, give me a mix. Yes. Yes. I'm uh, the same. I like sweet potato fries. Oh. <laughs> what side of the bed do you sleep fries. on? I sleep on the left side of the bed. Now, how did that come to be? I don't know. Because here's my theory. When I was married. Okay. I always. You basically are, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with my girlfriend. But when I, when I was married to my ex-wife, I'd always take whatever was closest to the door. My theory was, if somebody breaks in to harm us, I'm the first line of defense. I'm there to stop them. And I'll be like, I got this. Go get safe. But. Yeah, okay. Go on. Then all of a sudden, something switched, and I had a different side of the bed. 
And then I had that side of the bed for probably five years until one night we're getting ready to go to bed and I look over and there's my ex-wife at my side of the bed. And I go, hey, what are you doing? She goes, I want to sleep on this side tonight. And I go, no, you can't do that. She goes, what do you mean? What do you care? And I go, that's my side of the bed. That's where I sleep. And she goes, just get over there. And I go, no. And this was one of our first big fights. I go, I'm no. This is no, that's that's my side. And she goes, you're so set in your ways that this little thing is going to throw you for a loop. And I go, yes, no, that's my side of the bed. She goes, oh, stop it. Just get over there. And I go, uh-uh. You were stubborn. I was stubborn. I picked her up and rolled her. Oh. <laughs> picked her up and rolled her over. That's probably assault. No. It's, no, no. Because, I mean, I just, like, steamrolled her. Just little. Here you go. Well, she wasn't just, like, lying there allowing you to roll her, I imagine. She I was think she, she stiffed up. I mean, Yeah. No, she's I'm, like, I don't want to be moved right now. And I go, you got to move. This is my side of the bed. Good thing you, you were working out. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Because I probably wouldn't be able to do that. But. I'm very um, routine. I like my routine. You're and old. No, I've, I've always been this way. And if something gets in my routine, of the, the way I like to do things, it throws me for a loop. And so I, I just – that's my spot. So how did you pick your spot? Or so you- I, I think I said I, slept, I sleep on the left side of the bed. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize. I actually sleep on the right side. I was I was thinking like if I'm looking at the bed I'm on the left but when I'm in the bed I'm on the right mm-hmm. so I made that way too confusing but what happened was um, at at the place we were staying at before we bought our house I was on the right side of the bed because it was closest to the door mm-hmm. um, and first line of defense first line of defense but now that we've moved into the new home I'm still on the right side of the bed it's just further away from the door mm. and I don't think there was ever a conversation that was brought up between myself and my wife that said, hey, I need to be close to the door. Although I think if my memory strikes me correctly, she said, hey, I want you to be close to the door. But I'm not. But I don't know if we can change now. You're not I, doing well, your dad duty. I think you need to go home and tonight sleep on the other side of the bed and get back to us next week. And just don't say anything. And see if you run into the similar problem that I did. Here's where the problem lies. Uh-huh. The bassinet, there's more room on my wife's side of the bed, which is close to the door, and there's more room over there, and the bassinet has to fit over there. And oh, so, so the Bubbles bass- has to sleep by my wife because she's the source of food for Bubbles. Right. So that's the conundrum. That's the issue. So is the bassinet not in the bed? It's on the side of the bed? Because they have bed bassinets. He's right now in a bed bassinet, but we have a bassinet that we're hoping to eventually put him into, mm-hmm. and that's on my wife's side of the bed, which is the room, which is where there's more side, more space, sorry, and she wants more space. And I'm okay giving up a bit of space. I don't need a ton of space. But, you know, you just talked uh, about your wife being the source of food, and that brings me to my second point of topic uh, today. Please. Did you try to breastfeed your child? I... Um, Okay, wait, wait, before you go there, because here's what I want to say is that, you know, my young son, Bowden, I had Bowden. (laughs) I didn't have Bowden. I didn't have Bowden. But I remember one time, this is, uh, we were sitting on the couch, and I had my shirt off, and I'm holding Bowden, and next thing I know, he latched on, and I freaked out. And it was, you know, because he just said, hey, see that? I know what that does. That that gives me milk. Yeah. And did you have your shirt off? I did have my shirt off. Okay, good. And, and he went for it, and I freaked out. My wife thought it was funny, but I recall we went to lunch yesterday, and we were talking. And this is something that you willingly did. 
Yeah. Walk me through it. Okay. So my wife, mm-hmm. and I think most mothers, I don't know, but I think most mothers will be bitten on the nipple by the infant, not as a baby, but as they grow older, they learn to bite and they learn to do a ton of things. Bubbles right now is figuring out his hands, but he, he learned to bite. So if he's not happy and doesn't want to eat the milk, drink the milk, mm-hmm. then he will bite my wife's nipple and will be watching television, for example, and all of a sudden I jump out of my skin because she screams in the middle of a really calm, relaxing show, and uh, it's because he has bit my wife's nipple. And this, is, this has happened on countless occasions. And I go, it can't be that bad. Like, he doesn't have teeth. Like, how bad can the bite really be? Basically, he's just gumming. He's gumming. And it's like, you know, there's milk and, you know, occasionally milk drips out the side of his. So, that, so like, the area is uh, dampened. So if he's biting and doesn't have teeth, the gums are slippery and surely it just slips off the nipple and maybe you... I'm pretty sure you can stop saying nipple. This is the weirdest conversation for but someone I, who is not a dad. Yeah, but it gets better. So I had a few dirty Dr. Peppers one night. Right. And we were watching television and Bubbles bit my wife. Yeah. And I've gone, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to find out just how bad this is. So I ripped my shirt off. Not literally, but figuratively. You know, mm-hmm. I take my shirt off in an aggressive manner and say, hand me Bubbles. I'm going to put him on and see if he latches. <laughs> Poor, poor fella, there's a bit, of, there's a bit, of, you know, there's a bit of chest hair. I am a man, you know. I'm a well, feminine man, but that, I'm a that's man. That's a nipple mustache, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I put him on. Uh huh. And it hurt. Like <laughs> I've never experienced. Like I've experienced pain. This is a different sort of pain. It doesn't help. I have sensitive nipples. I apologize for saying the word again. Can uh, we get a nipple counter over here? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, he he got on, and I just I didn't throw him off, but it was like I pulled him away pretty pretty quickly. Don't you? Do- <laughs> yeah. And uh, I squealed, I squealed. I had uh, watery eyes. I don't think I shed a tear, but watery eyes. I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Never since then have I made a comment when Bubbles has bitten Kate's areola. Oh, let's go back to nipple. <laughs> I mean, anatomically, I don't think that's yeah. correct. Oh. <laughs> Huh. So that's that. That's the. But you know, Josh. It, it, to your point, son. Uh, I think a, a lot of guys who don't have kids think about that. Like my older daughter, she didn't breastfeed. My two youngest did because she just never latched on, never got oh. to it. So she was all formula, and formula is expensive. Yes, I and bought a few things of formula. It's expensive. Yeah. And so I want to tell you about. My oldest daughter, Presley, love her. She's a princess. Let's take a break first. Okay, let's take a break. And coming up, I'm going to tell you all about meth diapers. Hey, welcome back to Dadtastic. I teased you with meth diapers. Do you know what meth diapers are? No, I've never heard of meth. I know what a diaper is. I know what meth is. But I've never heard of the two combined. So when I first got married, me and my ex-wife, I was in radio and not making a ton of money. She was working at a doctor's office. Both of us were just barely getting by, like a lot of newlyweds were. And so uh, we lived in Salt Lake, and we were driving to my mom's house in Ogden. We're going past uh, on Harrison Boulevard in Ogden. Biggity, biggity. The biggity, biggity, oh. And I look over, and there's this house, and out front, there is five different piles of diapers. Okay. And it's a diapers for sale. 
And we had just spent money on diapers, and so we realized how expensive diapers are. So I said, hey, let's stop and check these out. What if it's a good deal? And we stop out there, and this guy worked for a diaper factory, and they were allowed to take home a pack a day. And it was part of their incentive or something like that. So we had all different sizes. But the guy selling the diapers clearly was on meth. Like he was all skinny. He was all agity. He just, you know, he just like, I just need to get rid of these diapers. He was tweaking. Yeah, he's tweaking. I got to get rid of these diapers. And so I'm looking at the diapers. I'm looking at my wife. Uh, These are, these are, they're all in their packages. They're great. Never been opened. Never been opened. Good. In their packages, you know, and we found her size and. I started to deal with this guy, and he's like, I just need the money. Give me the money. Give me the money. Give me the money, 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 money. And I was like, this is sketchy, man. This is totally sketchy. But we needed diapers. You did it. We did it. And so we bought everything he had in that size. It was like 80 bucks, And that was like all the money we had to our names. But we knew we were going to be good with diapers. But the story gets funny because now anytime my daughter does something kind of skiwampus, a little out of there, somebody in the family go, it's because of the math diapers, isn't it, Dad? Oh, because of the math diapers. That's funny. <laughs> and so anytime she does something, we're like, meth diapers. Oh. Totally meth diapers, Dad. And I'm going, yep, meth diapers. And Presley was always like, Dad, it's not the meth diapers. <laughs> so it's just a fun little story we like to tell around. That is cool. I um, So I ha- – speaking of diapers, I forever was struggling with the price of diapers. Right. And I think a lot of dads probably go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to share, this is what I, what I did. Um, and I hope most dads have figured this out. If they haven't, you know, take my word for it and do it. Costco. Oh yeah. Costco. I I just don't think you find a better deal. But I want to tell you something up front that I had to learn the hard way when it says 20 pounds, that's not how much they will hold. That's how much the kid weighs. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I haven't had it. I haven't had, I haven't had anything go up the back of the neck. They call that a blowout. Mm Mm-hmm. But there are different levels of blowouts. Yeah. Right? Well, there's some. I, my kids had some pretty bad blowouts. So I, I, I bet Bubbles ends up doing that. Oh, yeah. Like they say it goes up the back of the neck. Well, so one thing that you're going to learn is, oh, when you change Bubbles' food, that's when you change his blowouts. That's when it gets that's, aggravated. That's when it gets real because right now it's just all baby formula and breast milk yes and so you know he's used to that but when you start introducing different foods the body starts to go hey this is something new and then it learns how to process that and then it, yeah yeah so that's that's a game changer bro have you been peed on yes right like the first bath we ever gave him uh-huh yeah just the golden shower did you laugh died laughing <laughs> he went aqua bog first bath as well he pooped in the water oh really? he was comfortable they call that an aqua dump on uh, survivor oh yeah, yeah it's aqua bog back home yeah i yeah we i, I won't ask that question but um it, it it's interesting because he's uh the, i don't want to go into too much detail because it's not you know that the type of conversation or platform that we really want to get into it but it's thickening up Ah. But he's still on the breast milk, mm-hmm. um, and it stinks now. Right, but like the breast milk hasn't changed; it's still mm. the breast milk. Yeah, which is concerning because, like you said, yeah, when we start feeding him a few berries, ooh, I don't know what to expect. We're gonna have to be doing more laundry. Let us know. Have you found out about the PPTP? Yes. Josh, do you know about a PPTP? I have no idea what that is. So basically, it's a TP that you put on the PP, so when you're changing them, you don't get peed on. Oh, that's, because that's impressive. 
a lot of times you take the diaper off, you get ready to change it. You want to know a dad move? Yeah. So when you you undo the diaper, mm-hmm. and before you take the diaper off, you slip the other diaper underneath. Mm. That's a dad move that my wife taught me. Huh. Yeah. There's so, a lot dads can learn from wives. Yeah, and this is one of them. So you take... You unstrap, but don't pull the dirty diaper out, Mm -hmm. and you put the clean diaper flat underneath so that when you wipe, 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 and then if he starts to pee, you can put the dirty diaper back over, act as a TP, but when you think he's done, it's a quick interchange in and out. So the dirty diaper comes out, clean diaper's already there, you latch, strap, bullseye. While we're exchanging dad uh, moves, I got one for you too. Laying on the back, getting ready to change. One side of the Velcro, other side of the Velcro. Open it up, let a little air in, and then put it back. Because that's when he pees. Yeah. When he gets cold. Yeah. Mm. So just, you let a little air in, throw it back in there, and go, we're not ready yet. You know what I mean? you got to stay mm. one step ahead of those guys. So for, uh, Bubbles, I nearly said his name, Bubbles um, projectile pooped. Hmm. No, I'm talking like five feet. And he was probably a month old. So this is a few months ago. He, he project like, I, I'm serious, five feet. And it was, <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's hard to explain because it's a, it's graphic, you know. Yeah, but I, every dad has to go through it. So I think it's worth talking about. But sure. when they're a month old, it's like water. Yeah. You know, it's really liquidy. Like through a screen door at 50 yards. Yes. And, I got it. And, and then it'll start to thicken up. And he's thickening up at the minute. And then it, of course, turns in a solid, which is when you start feeding him real food, is what yeah. we've been told you would know. But, yeah, when it was like liquid, he went five feet across the room. Wow. Horrific experience. I hope nobody has to experience it. Who cleaned it? Me, because I was the one there. That's the rule that we have at our house is, first of all, if you, if you cannot calm bubbles down and you feel he needs a diaper change, it's your obligation to clean and that diaper yeah you can't pass off a, no. a kid with a dirty diaper no and that's what i tell my brothers and my family you know like because they're like oh, i can't wait to meet him which is awesome and, and i'm excited for them to meet him but i say you know the rule is if he goes potty when you're holding him you're up big boy yeah you know that sounds fair and they're like no 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 that's that's the rules of the game that's I the said, cost to play well then you don't get to hold him and now there's, you know, they're going back and forth. Like, do I hold him? That's like baby Russian roulette. I know. Right? Yeah, but it's... Everybody- Who's going to get the bullet? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to turn the whole bubbles. Because right? they don't know what... It's, it's good stuff. I love that. That's a dad move. That's a dad game. Yes. I had an idea while you guys were ranting about your poops and, and stuff. We should have all of our listeners send in... Like, we should read listener-submitted dad tips. Yeah. Ooh, I love us. Dad moves. Yeah. yeah. Dad moves. Let's go with dad moves. I like dad moves. Hashtag dad moves. Good job, son. And I think there's a lot of dad moves out there that you and I and and jo- Josh, I know, has, has heard of at least dad moves. I bet there's a ton that we haven't heard of mm-hmm. that'll help us out a ton. Let's share them. Yes. Right, transparent. What do you got on your phone for us? I was driving uh, early in the morning. I was actually, it was uh, this past Tuesday, I was going up to uh, Home of the Darts. Yeah. What is a dart, by the way? Because a dart back home is a cigarette. A dart is like something you throw, the Davis but dart. But is that like the, is, I'm pretty is sure that is. really? Like, so yeah. what's the mascot? Yeah, what's the mascot? Uh, it's the dart man. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the dart man. My daughter goes there. Yeah. It's a guy that runs around. Yeah. 
We need to get Dart Man seems, on the pod. It seems silly, but anyway, moving on. I was on my way up to uh, Home of the Darts, Davis High School, this past Tuesday, and I'm driving on freeway, I-15. I'm, by, uh, I'm driving by uh, downtown Salt Lake City. And you know when you pass cars, you know, occasionally you'll kind of look to see who's over there, and you, 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 you're paying attention because a lot of people don't use their indicators. You mm-hmm. guys call them blinkers. So you've got, to be, you've got to be alert on the road. And I look over as I'm driving uh, by somebody two lanes across, and he... Uh, he is shaving. Like an electric shaver? He has an electric shaver, and he is shaving his face while driving on I-15. And that makes you mad? No. I, I've never seen that. Have you seen that before? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I've seen that exact situation, but I see a lot of ladies doing makeup in their car, putting their lipstick on, Eating. little foundation, maybe some rouge, if that's a thing. I don't know what rouge I don't know is. What that is. Yeah, I think it's an old lady term. Oh, mm. but to each their own. You know, makeup I get because makeup for women, some women, is a necessity, and they feel like when they're going out of the leaving the home and meeting people, you know, they want to look their best, put makeup on. I get it. Putting makeup on doesn't make that big of a mess. I imagine if you've done it a handful of times, there it is impossible to not make a mess when shaving. That's we, what I was going to say. Is that, that's disgusting. That's because what you're I mean. Get hair everywhere. And so he's got this 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 buttoned up shirt. Yeah. Um. I didn't see a tie, but I assume he's going to put one on, right? So he's going down to the the office where he's probably sitting behind a computer all day. He's going to have he's going to have hair all over him. Right. Unless he's got a lint roller. Oh, I hadn't thought mm. about a lint roller. My my girlfriend is a big fan of the lint roller. So much, in fact, that like every car's equipped with a lint roller. There's a lint roller in the bathroom, and yeah. Okay. Um, uh, if he didn't prepare enough to like properly plan out his morning, where he's like, "I'm going to shave in the morning," maybe he didn't like also plan for the lint roller situation. Yeah, but maybe this is his deal. Maybe he's like, "I I want to get to the gym, and if I if I get to the gym, I'm not going to have time to shave. I'll just bring my electric shaver, and maybe I just want to just." Do that's, it up. Back see, to the 24-hour. Everyone's got say, different 24 hours. I don't want to say it's wrong, but okay. it feels really wrong. See, I think the wrongest part about the whole situation that is using an electric shaver. I disagree. I disagree. You, you use an electric shaver? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, you're clean shaven, so you, you use a razor. Yeah. I think an electric shaver pulls your hair. It hurts. That's probably why you got that big zit on the side of your face. Could be a good reason. But last time I used a razor, mm-hmm. boy, my, my skin blew up on me. Looked like I had the second coming of the chicken pox. Did your dad ever teach you to shave? I don't think so. But he, he used a razor. He shaved. He was businessman, so he was clean shaven. Because I no one ever taught me how to shave, so I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Same. But that's a problem. Is we should- it? We should probably get somebody in here to teach us how to properly shave. Like when I'm doing the neck, a lot of times they say you're supposed to go up. Oh, I no, heard, no, I you, heard you go the other go way. I, I always go down because if I go up, then I get the... Against the grain. You yeah. always go with the grain, right? Yeah. I feel like we're doing this very wrong. I don't know. I think you go against the grain. It just so feels you go wrong. With the grain. It just feels so wrong. I think we should get a grain. shaving professional in here to teach us how to shave. Well, I'm sure you choose just like to tell an, us. Like another dad. Just like no, I think there's a barber. I mean, adult. that's that's a new thing that's happening across the the country is that people are going back to the barbers and well, they won't give their secrets. They'll be like, come to our come to our barber and oh, or, or shop and we'll I'll get, get a straight secrets. razor. I'll get the secrets. Well, that's what happened last time I was clean shaven. Was KSL brought a little barber truck in? 
you you were there, Josh. You remember this? Uh, I have. A... Was it a straight razor? Straight razor. Yes. Yeah. So we went there. I remember we were growing our beards out. Yes. Went there. I got nicked right here, mm-hmm. scarred. And you had to take a photo that day. Yeah. Because right? I remember you were all dressed up. Yeah. Hmm. But it's like one of those scars where it's like, oh. Kind of cool. Yeah. Chicks dig scars. Gives you a Do little they? character. Well, right? they say. I got locked. I fell on a fire here. You fell in a fire? Yeah. Intoxicated? How many no. diet Dr. Peppers? Nah. Dirty Dr. Peppers? I tripped over a, a hole. Hmm. I mean, he is 46. <laughs> He's clumsy. Should try some hole workouts over at the so, gym. So what I gained from your story is that you shouldn't shave in the car. No, it's just one of those. I saw it and I was like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. I like it. And I don't. And I guess the problem. And and I need to get. I need to be a better podcaster. I don't have like an answer to what I saw. I mean, it is a problem. I think so, but I'm not. So I don't think I'm. T- to judge. Okay, so then let's open it up to our Facebook page. Go there and check it out and tell us what's the strangest thing you've done in your car. Yeah, we don't have a handle yet, but just go to the page. You'll find it. Yeah. It'll be on the link. Fantastic pod. All right, I've got one more thing for you, and it all has to do with ironing. Do you iron? I don't, but I recently bought an ironing board and an iron. How much did you spend for said ironing board and N- iron? Give or take 50 bucks or less from memory. And have you tried? Yes. Isn't it tough? It's not as easy as they make it seem. So I've always been a fan of the de-wrinkler. It's the stuff that you can just get down the uh, soap aisle of uh, any grocery store. Mm -hmm. You just spray it on there, take your hand straight down, and it gets all the wrinkles out. I know our son Josh uses this as well. Do you spray before it goes in the dryer? Oh, I don't, no, I don't even dry it. I don't even. I do the move where I just spray it while I'm wearing it. Yeah, and then you take it like, off the rack, you put it on, spray it a couple of times back at yourself. Oh wow! Phew, phew, phew. I, I guess I don't um, dry my shirts because they shrink. A lot of people are talking about a steamer now. They got these portable quick steamers that you can just plug in real quick. Oh, we own one. So the other trick to that was that I, I don't know if it ever worked, but I'd start the shower about three minutes early, turn it on scalding hot. Hang the, sh- the shirt mm. right next to the shower. Dad move. Yeah. Yes. Then I've you done get that. in there, wash, do your business, and come out. De wrinkled. Yeah. But, you know, ironing is a sport for my girlfriend. And I just, I, let's give her mm. a call real quick. I'll be your sport. Let's ask her. She likes it? She loves it. She irons every day. Oh, my wow. goodness. That's, That's aggressive. Not, yeah. It's, I, Hi, Leslie. Are you in a wind tunnel or what? Um, only for a second. Okay. Well, you're on the podcast, so please don't swear. Okay. Um, Tom wants to know, is ironing a hobby or a sport for you? Ooh. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, but I do get a lot of satisfaction out of it. Uh, what does a good iron cost? Right? That's bananas. Now, let me ask you one other... You know, co- go ahead. But if you, if you get a cheap one, then it takes you twice as long. Because it doesn't work as good. Mom move. That's a total mom move. So let me ask you this. When ironing a shirt, do you start from the bottom and go to the top or top to bottom? Sleeves first, shoulders, so top to bottom. Mm. And mm. how important is a good ironing board? Very important. Because if you don't have a good one, then the little metal tracks come 
through and that shows up on your shirt. Wow. I knew a girl once who would just put a towel down on the floor. Is that bad? <laughs> Not good. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for answering our phone call today. We'll talk to you later. Okay, have fun. Bye. That was my ex-wife that put the towel on the floor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a lot to unpack. Right? 120 bucks for an iron? I think combined ironing board and iron, I spent 50 That's bananas. They say the same thing about a rice cooker, by the way. Really? But I would say the same thing about a golf club. Or like a stand mixer. If you want to get a stand mixer, minimum like 150 I don't even know what that is. Neither do I, but I didn't want to say it, so thanks. What is that, Josh? It's a mixer in a bowl, and it's got the rotating arm. Oh, it's because it's, it's baking. It's a baker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a baking appliance. Yeah. I don't yeah. bake. You bake? I love to bake. Hey, you maybe we could have somebody come in and teach us how to iron. So you start on the sleeves, and you go up to the shoulders, and then you go top down. Yeah. Here's, here's my big problem. Okay. Buttons. Ooh. <laughs> Buttons. That's why the literally end, my anxiety is like rising. But that's why the, the end of the iron is shaped like this, like a like a V, because then they get you in and out of the buttons. And there's something so satisfying about getting in there by those buttons. I just I, I can't figure out the buttons case. Hmm. I hate ironing. She loves it. It's good for her. Get the de-wrinkler; it'll change your life. Yeah, just I don't think- use it for like formal activities. Like, if we're going to do, like, a photo shoot like we did earlier today, you might want to iron. Yeah, I didn't iron today, did you? She did. Well, she did. <laughs> Must be nice. Um, Let's take a break. Okay. We'll hey, be... we got we got to tell camping stories because it's camping season. Okay, coming up, camping stories with Tom. You're listening to Dadtastic. Hey, I just got a text from my girlfriend. You're listening to Dadtastic. It said, hey, I used a towel. That's not fair because you didn't give me a board. And that's when she came to my house. And What does that mean? That, I don't understand. We're talking about ironing. That's right. You know, and uh, she used a towel at my house. And so she thought I was putting her on blast. She didn't know my ex-wife did it all the time. Oh, are you going to tell her? Nah. Yeah, now you're stuck in a really sticky situation. Hopefully she doesn't listen. I thought she was going to say, hey, quit calling me on the podcast. No, that's never going to stop. <laughs> hey, so let's talk about camping. Well, Are you? It's camping season. Yeah, and I, I'm not a big camper. Neither am I. I know Josh, our son, is. Yeah, he so. likes to go out in the wilderness and be one with himself, make his own pants out of hemp, and fly his drone and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, and to each their own. When I go on vacation, I don't want to sleep on the floor. I am exactly the same. Why would I do that when I pay X amount of dollars for a mortgage? Yeah. You know, I pay to sleep in a bed. Yeah. So tell me about your camping experience. I have had two camping uh, experiences here in the state of Utah. I've been living here for eight years. Which, this is a mecca of camping. People come from all around the world to camp up in the Wasatch Forest, down in Moab, down in Zion, all that stuff. And don't get me wrong, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, you know... More power to you if you can do it and you can actually have a good time doing it. My father-in-law will set; he'll he'll get there and set up for hours on end to create almost like this majestic castle of camping tents, tents, and you know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't know what to do, and so my wife and I, when we go camping, we buy or we or we own just a pretty basic, I think, two three-person tent. Mm-hmm. So I've been on two camping trips, and I'll, I'll summarize them both for you pretty quickly. Uh, hopefully, not bore you. The first time. We went down to Zions, and um, and and it was fun and beautiful. Um, the the mistake we've made both times has been that we haven't 
pre-purchased a campsite. Yeah, you should reserve that. That should be your first move. So dad tip number one for camping. Secure your spot. Secure your spot. Because we get down there, and uh, we went first time to Zion's, second time to Moab. We must have driven around both Zion's and Moab, on average, each time, three hours, trying to find a campsite. No room at the end. And you just can't find it. So at, at, at Zion's, for example, we found a concrete block that was in the middle of uh, like an RV home area, uh-huh. almost like a car park or a parking lot. And it was fine, you know, I, we, we rented or bought a, uh, a blow-up mattress down there because we're like, we're on concrete. Yeah. And the little air mattresses that you bring with you, probably not going to play on concrete, a little rough. Went down, bought an air mattress, actually pretty comfortable. We went the next day up Angel's Landing. Beautiful. Which I imagine both of you have done. Yeah, really, really beautiful. And would highly recommend to everybody if they haven't done it. It's worth your while. Bit of a trek, but, you know, fun. Time flies because of the scenery. The problem was we, we were at the top of Angel's Landing, and all of a sudden we see really dark clouds making their way in. Mm. And I'm like, oh, Kate, this isn't ideal. We're at the top of Angel's Landing. A lot of that trail is somewhat unsturdy. We should probably make our way back down. Now, fortunately, we got to the point where it goes back and forth, zigzags, and, mm-hmm. and at that point, the trail's actually pretty sturdy, and you're not climbing over wet rock or, or, or loose rock, and so we were fine. We get in the bus. It's raining. Pretty good at that point. We get back to our campsite, and our tent is, is gone, and, and we don't know where our tent is. We thought somebody stole our tent. Somebody Did somebody steal it? Well, so what happened was we're, 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 we looked perplexed. Both Kate and I were, were looking around, and um, people that are very comfortable in an RV make their way over, and they say, hey, are you looking for your tent? <laughs> and we say, yeah, we're bloody looking for our tent, you know? Like, what else would we be looking for? Um, they say, oh, it blew off into the stream. <laughs> Our tent was in the stream upside down. Now, it hadn't made it w- its way down the stream, but the water was picking up, and it probably would have eventually if we were half an hour later than we were. But our tent was in the stream. Because we were on concrete, we couldn't peg it in. Oh. Not ideal. Why didn't you have stuff inside it? We did. It blew over. But you didn't think about tying it down anywhere? We had no way to tie it down. Well, you could have found something. I mean, this we're is... on concrete. What's the opposite of a dad move? Ooh. That's like a rookie move. No, yeah. no, these are what not to do. That's these an stories, Aussie move. These are what not to do. These stories uh-huh. are what not to do. And um, and so anyway, that was the first experience. Second experience, we drive around Moab for three and a half hours. We eventually find a campsite 45 minutes down a dirt road um, outside of Moab. Okay. Beautiful, by the way. And we have this car right up our rear trying to pass us. And we've been driving around for three and a half hours trying to find a campsite, and I'm not letting this guy pass us, because if a campsite comes up, we're taking it, and if I pa- if he passes us, he might get it. That makes sense. So we finally get to where we see a campsite. We pull in. He pulls in behind us, honks his horn. I'm going, huh. So I pull over eventually. I give in. And he goes, hey, you've got a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never changed the tire in my life. What? I had, uh, until then, I had never changed the tire, and neither had, had my wife, Kate. So we're 45 minutes out of Moab, right? How, how far is the drive to Moab from Salt Lake, Josh? About uh, four and a half four hours. hours four okay, call it five because we probably stopped. Yeah. So we're, we're five hours in plus three and a half. We're, we've been in the car for going on nine hours. <laughs> and it's six o'clock at night at this point. And uh, we have a flat tire. 
And here's the other problem. I, when we go camping, my wife and I, this is what we fight about. We get to wherever we're going, Zion's, Moab. And I say, okay, let's go to the grocery store and just grab a few last minute things. We have most of it, but you know, let's grab a few other things that, that we don't have. What would be those other things? Oh uh, boy, like ice. Okay. To put in the uh, the cooler. cooler. You should yeah. have ice for sure. Well, but you're already. driving for five hours. Like you can't load. You'd probably want your food to be cold for yeah. those five hours. Uh, this, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I feel like you've taken uh, some interesting steps to. Yeah, maybe scenarios. you are good at camping, or you would like camping if you setting got yourself at it. up to fail. No, no, I. In the fraternity, agree. they say if you fail the plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> Stop bringing up the fraternity. <laughs> So long story short, where um, this is what we fight about is we get to wherever we're going, and I go, let's go to the grocery store. Kate goes, no, that's not what we do. You get your campsite first, and then you go to the grocery store. Problem is, what if your campsite's 45 minutes from the nearest grocery store? You've been in the car for nine hours. Hmm. You shouldn't have to go back to the grocery store. <sighs> that's my whole thing. But if you just would have loaded it up. You could have made it that night, and then when you wake up the next day, went to the grocery store and yeah. picked that up. Yeah, that's fair. So we, we changed the time. We had the dog with us. We let the dog out. Next thing we know, we put her food out. Next thing we know, there's bull ants, red ants all around the dog's food and the dog's paws. And if she gets bit, she'll blow up like a balloon. We're 45 minutes in t- out of town. No Benadryl. You know, we're, we're, we're up. We're in some serious trouble. We change the tire. We drive back because we have no choice to drive back to the local mechanic, who's fortunately open. We get there with 10 minutes to spare. Um, and he says, you're toast, you know, because she drives a Subaru. And apparently on Subarus, if you change one tire, you have to change four. They didn't have four tires. They had three tires, one short. So what they did, which was awfully nice, was they gave us uh, one tire and put it on where the spare was Free of charge, they said, you know, you guys have had a nightmare of a day, Mm -hmm. um, but you're going to be forced to either go home or try and find, but don't go down that dirt road again. And so we went to the local Mexican restaurant up the road on Main Street in Moab, ate ate dinner, walked up the street. By the way, best ice cream I've ever had that night, Mm -hmm. saved the day. It was a blueberry basil up at a local uh, ice creamery just up, just on Main Street in Moab. And we went home. Five hours again. Have you, have you ever thought about an RV? Um, I certainly have thought about it. Do you uh, own one? Uh, I had one uh, and loved it. I mean, it's great. It's it's just like a hotel room on wheels. It just takes up too much room at the home, at the house. Like you have to have a decent sized driveway. Well, you can find places to park it. There's things called RV storage. You pay for that? Yeah. I'm too frugal for that. Are you really frugal? I'm pretty frugal. You should just. You should have a. This weekend is perfect weekend to do it. You should pack up everything like you're camping and then just pack or camp in your backyard Ooh. and then have a list of things that you forgot. That's not a bad idea because we've got moles and I might be able to catch the moles in the middle of the night. Okay. Well, I, I don't think that's how that works. I like where your head is. Uh, I'm sick of these moles, man. Yeah. Speaking of which, my wife is like, let the moles be. Ooh, They're digging up your yard. Idea. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Let the moles be. We don't, we, we don't have grass anymore. We have patches of grass. Like, if you flew a drone over the backyard, it look it, it, Seriously, it's like... Baghdad. Yeah, it's like dirt hole, grass, dirt hole, grass. It's like a, it's like a cheetah that's sick, you know, in the wrong color. Mm-hmm. Or like a I spotted like you've been zebra. dealing with moles forever. Yeah, and I've only just gotten around to fixing it. How are you fixing it? So I went to uh, the depot, Home Ooh. Depot. Dad move. Dad move. 
We need more conversations about the depot because you go to the depot, nothing but dads. Yeah. Or mums that think they're dads. Or just women who like to do stuff. Yeah, all, all that. But um, And I went to the, the mole section, the gopher and mole section. Didn't know it existed. Over by, uh, over by the outdoor flower section. Did you talk to a professional? I did. I said, can you point me in the direction for moles? They said, pardon? I said, yeah, I've got moles. Oh, I'll say, oh, okay. Moles, gophers, yeah. Right there. So I go over there. And there's three options. Two of them kill the moles. Yeah. One is a repellent. What'd you go with? Repellent. Oh. Because I know what my wife's like, and she, she's, you know, lo- loving animals, doesn't want to kill anything. Yeah, much like myself. Felt more comfortable with the repellent as well. So you're going to make the moles go somewhere else and let them be their problem? Yeah, I, I, I could care no, less. That makes sense. I, I could are, care yeah. less if the moles go to the next door neighbor. Okay. That's Do you know your next door neighbors? Do I know them? Yeah. Yeah. Friendly? Uh, we have, yeah. Not enough to hey, send Ted, how are you doing? Sending the moles your way. <laughs> but in all, I have to my wife is okay with moles being in the backyard. That's a big problem. That's so, a huge problem. So what's a mole repellent? So, okay, uh, let me explain. Two spikes, plastic, yeah. with a yellow cap. Okay. You undo the yellow cap, you put three D batteries in each uh, spike. Uh-huh. D are the, the big guys, the circular ones. I know. Do you? Yeah. I got kids with toys, bro. Dad's no batteries. Really? Yeah. Christmas. Come I got rechargeable Like, batteries. outside of AA, AAA batteries, I'm kind of lost. Do you keep your batteries in the freezer? No, but should I? Extends their life. Didn't know that. Dad move. Yeah. Add it to the That's list. A, you want to know what? That's two dad moves. Because inherently, saving battery life by putting it in the freezer, but B, buying enough batteries that you have to put them in the freezer Compared to... You save money. I think we're getting to a point where batteries are going out of business, personally. So that's why I haven't I really... you're crazy. How do you think we're going to go out of batteries? Well, it's called USB. Using batteries. It's USB. Just you're, plug in... Just put a USB portal in whatever the toy well, is. I know, and, but you still have to charge the battery. Yeah, but in the plug, like... Okay, you're getting into the weeds. Sorry. So the repellent works how? Um, and so what happens is you put batteries in, put it all back together, and then it makes this really high-pitched, and it also vibrates. Mm. And moles hate that. Apparently. I put, I put two of them in last night. And do you have any moles? Uh, well, it's the next day. I haven't looked. What if you... But I don't know how... I don't, I've go, never seen the moles. So what you should you set this? up a live stream. Ooh. Jay Cutler was, had a chicken farm. You know the football guy, Jay mm-hmm. Cutler? Had a chicken farm. And for the past two weeks, he goes out there, and chickens are dying. So he set up in his son's uh, tree fort. Camera? No, night vision goggles. Ooh. He was on a mission, and he was live streaming this and updating it on Instagram. He was going to find out who was killing his chickens. Did he ever find out? Raccoon. I was going to say. Oh. Either that or a fox. It's a raccoon. So that's what I'm saying is here's what I would do if I was you. From Kay. one older dad to a younger dad. Okay. You got these holes in your backyard. Take your shovel. Fill those holes in. Put the mole repellent in and see if those holes pop up again because then you'll know. Yeah. you, you got to fill those holes. I mean, they are taking over the yard. And we were fortunate when we bought the house. We're on about a third of an acre. It's 0.29. Like, and the house size isn't massive, right? There's just three of us with a dog. I think house size is like 1,800 square feet. So most of the property is the backyard. The mole's home. And they, 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 they own it. Yeah. And I'd be okay. I'd be so okay. Totally fine if the moles looked after their home. But they do not look after their home. No. They are messy, greedy, and they do what they want, and they make it look ugly. So I, I think you need to update us. I will. I at will. At least weekly on the mole. Okay. So I've, they're, they're in right now. 
we'll right. see how it goes. Are you ready for my cooking tip of the day? Woo! Of the week, you mean? Yep. Okay. Did we, any, did we get anywhere with the camping? Did that help? Do you think camping? No, we have to address that in a later episode. There is yeah. so much wrong that we have. Camp- to I was trying to tell stories that people shouldn't do. Oh, oh, that was clear. It. That was Nailed clear. It. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, if that was the point of your story, we got that. Okay, good. Yeah. We should have a camping episode, but we should bring on like a survivalist a specialist. Yeah. yeah, like have you ever watched Naked and Afraid? Yeah, but I don't feel good about watching that show. Why? Because they're naked. It's like. To blur it out. It's blurred. Is it necessary to be naked? I mean, it's hard enough to survive out there with clothes on. Let's be real. Well, that's what makes it a, a game. Yeah. Also, I think I'm on episode like nine of Alone. Oh, Ooh. you're in. Oh, I was like immediately in, a- in after the first episode. Are you watching the recent season? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, if I won't spoil anything. Just saw the Wolverine. The Wolverine's wild. Wait, there's yeah. the first Wolverine? The Ooh. one where. He punched it in the face? He does. He doesn't punch it, but he takes the a back of a hatchet to it after shooting it with a bow. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know? And you could hear it when you yes. hear up. Oh. You want to know what me and Leslie are watching? Huh? 90 Day Fiance. It's good, huh? 90 Day Fiance? Yep. Is that the, is that the show on TLC with the big yep. short guy? Yep. It's awesome. It's binge-worthy. There's four seasons, five <laughs> seasons, maybe. <laughs> Holy cow. It's good. Another really binge-worthy <laughs> while we're on it is... Um, uh, that cube one, the dating cube. Oh, oh come on, what's it called? Tom? Love is blind. Love is blind. Yeah, watch the first season. How good? Yeah, love it. Oh yeah. All right, we've got about two and a half, three minutes. Oh. cooking tip. Well, I don't even need that long. Sit okay. back and enjoy. All right. Everything is better with butter. Ooh, I love this tip already. I mean, I'm just telling you, if you ever grill a steak. Okay. And this is Ruth's Chris's secret. They put a little slice of butter on top of that before it comes out. You got to get the steak out of the grill hot enough to when you put that butter on top, it melts and just absorbs the steak. Hmm. It is amazing. I agree. Everything's better with butter. That is a bold statement. That's what chefs say. Chefs say that they over salt and over butter. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what? I mean, probably not like modern, healthier chefs, but yeah. What is olive oil? Chefs? Where does olive oil come into play? Well, olive that oil is, it doesn't oh. it doesn't have the same properties as butter. But olive oil is a necessity with certain dishes. I think. I think olive oil is great yeah. with your potatoes and maybe your vegetables if you're getting ready to put them on the Traeger. I think that's a great way to get the flavor to stick to whatever you're. Mm-hmm. you're I agree. But I'm telling you now, butter makes everything better. That's a great point. I made chicken wings last night. Were they good? Buffalo chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you? What, what's Frank's what's Red the Hot? move? So here's the move, and it it relates to the butter. Is okay. It's an entire stick of butter. Ooh. There you go. And then Frank's hot sauce. And that's so is it. this a baked a no, baked wing? No, this is Traeger oh. smoked. So you smoke the wings. Okay, mm-hmm. the key to smoking good wing, and I know it's not my tip of the week, so I apologize. I'm okay. You've got to you've got to have the skin facing down, and the skin has to be crispy before you turn them, and then you give them a quick sizzle on the meaty side of the wing. Did you learn that from the wing place we went to for Dine and Dash? They they smoke they smoke. What I no I no the short answer is no. What I did the first time I made wings is I didn't cook the sti- the skin side long enough, and you know like I I'm okay eating a little bit of fat here and a there, grisly. but when it's you know, sliming around in your mouth. Oh, I can't really handle that. But yeah, 
The, you want to know what you should do? Huh? You, uh, for your wings, you should dredge them in cornstarch and yes. put them in the fridge for like an hour and it crisps up the yes. skin for you. Mm. Butter makes everything better. Oh, I love butter. A piggybacked move is if you're going to pan fry something and you need butter or oil, use a mix of both and the butter won't burn. I did not know that. I'm loving this podcast. I love it. I'm hungry. That's Tom Hackett. That's our son, Josh. My name is Casey. You're listening to Dadtastic. It's a KSL podcast.